morning everyone. Thank you for tuning in this morning so that we can be one at ten. This week we're considering what it is to thrive in life. An aspect of God's kingdom that helps us to thrive is his shalom. God's shalom or peace is not just living a worry-free life, it's so much more. His peace actually encompasses harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare and tranquility. Living in God's peace in his shalom is essentially being complete in every aspect that God desires for our life. One of my favourite verses is John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Thinking about the true meaning of peace, the completeness, the wholeness that God has for us, this verse gives me two things to focus on. Number one, God's peace, God's completeness, is not dependent on the world. It's a gift direct from God. And the second is that I have got a responsibility to let not my heart be troubled. God shapes us through his word and his kingdom to allow us to receive his peace into every part of our life. We have to not let our hearts be troubled. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your peace. We thank you for all the wholeness and the completeness you have for us. As we are one this morning together, we ask that your peace will settle on us as believers. Amen. Jeremiah 17 verses 7 to 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has worries in a year of drought, but it never fails to bear fruit. John 10 verses 7 to 10. Therefore Jesus said again, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Isaiah chapter 44 verses 3 and 4 And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Proverbs 29, 2. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. Good morning. Our reading is from 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, 
verses 17 to 20. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Amen. Hello. This is Philippines 4, verses 12 and 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it's like to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me the strength. Psalm 92 verses 12 to 13. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. The New Testament reading is taken from John chapter 20 and verses 19 to 22. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Well, good morning and thanks for joining us uh, this morning. The Christian writer C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, God in the Dock, about how our expectations shape everything in our lives. For example, he said this, imagine a group of people were living in the same building, but half of the people think they're staying in a really smart high-end hotel. And actually they find the conditions in this building terrible. While the other half think they're living in a prison and think the conditions are great. Same building, but it's all about expectations. So if we think that the Christian life is pain-free and easy, we will find things intolerable. But if we see it as a place of correction, training and growth, we will turn out to be pleasantly surprised. So I don't know what your expectations of the Christian life are this morning. For you, it may be all about getting your ticket to heaven. It may be that you simply have an appreciation and interest in what's divine. Church may help you from not feeling too bad about some of the really terrible things you've done in your life 
and you're racked with guilt. It may be that you think that church or God or being a Christian is all about understanding what's right and wrong and finding your way through that. Or it may be that you think actually being a Christian is all about having an abundant life. It's being an adventure with God, about living a good life, about being fully alive. I've been a Christian over 40 years and during this time I've had lots of friends who've committed their lives to God only later to walk away. I don't know whether you have too, but it's completely heartbreaking. And I know some of the families in St Swithin's, it's particularly ache still over that. It's a massive sadness for us. So what happened? Was their experience of the Christian life um, not met? Did God not meet their needs in some way? Did they really not want to follow what God was asking them to? Was it all really too tough? A Christian writer wrote a book investigating why it is Christians and Christian leaders crash and burn. And he compared the Christian life to like a car race. Many of us start off the race thinking the road ahead is straight. The terrain is just a slight downhill. The view is uninterrupted and the conditions are amazing. Only to find that the race we're running has really tight corners. It has tough hill climbs, it has hairpin bends, it has different road conditions. The people who are driving around us are driving terribly. And we spin off the road, out of control, unable to navigate, and we crash. So how do we build a Christian life and a church that's ready to thrive in all conditions? That's prepared what's ahead of us. There are lots of amazing Bible passages that we've had read for us this morning that talk about thriving that talk about flourishing, that talk about peace and life. Christians believe that each one of us is unique and each one of us is made in the image of our creator God. All of us were made to flourish and thrive in partnership with God to make our unique contribution to this world. God's plan was peace. God's plan was fruitfulness. God's plan was harmony and mutual flourishing. But things went wrong when we decided we didn't really need God, that we could do things our own way and God wasn't so important. And suddenly separation and breakdown entered into our world and we got lost. Selfishness, greed infected our world. And we constantly self-destructed. We grew bad habits and addictions dogged our lives. All was not well. Violence, oppression, disease and disaster marred our experience in this good but now fallen world. Now this brokenness made God incredibly sad. So in his extraordinary love, for his creation and for all that he had created. In his compassion, his mercy, God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to heal the divide, to restore the broken, to bring back peace. By coming into the world, by living a perfect life, announcing God's kingdom was amongst them. And through dying a sacrificial death, he overcame the power of sin, of death and hell. 
so that we could know the fullness of life that God came to bring. Forgiven from our sins. We could know freedom from guilt and shame that all oppressed us and we were called to live a new life with God as a new life opened up ahead of us because the work of Christ on this earth was finished. At Pentecost, God pours his spirit out upon us and, lead, and, and his love upon us, leading to a life full of peace, of joy, of patience and kindness as God's spirit gets to work in us. God begins a process of transformation and change in making us like him, our creator. God is with us. God wants to make and has made his home within us when we accept him into our lives. And there's no part of his life that his spirit doesn't want to come and bring life to as we discover new life in him. Back in the 13th century, there was a German emperor named Frederick II who wanted to know what language children would speak if no one ever spoke to them. So he chose several newborn babies and he instructed the nurses to feed them and to provide, but not to provide, any cuddling or talking to these children. And I wonder what language you think they grew up speaking? Well, the thing is this, is that Actually, they didn't grow up at all. All the babies died before they could talk. See, we human beings were created to thrive when we're touched, when we need to be touched, to experience love. And most of all, we need the Creator's touch, God's touch in our life, God's presence in our life. And here's what we read in Romans 5. And hope does not put us to shame because love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Like Christians over many generations before us, we discover a life with God who has good plans for our lives, not dead ends. Where we call to take steps of faith and obedience and hope. Where we join in serving God's amazing plans in mission and sharing the good news with others. We discover the joy of God's personal presence and find the strength to make a difference in this world as Jesus breathes his peace over his disciples. When we choose to connect, when we choose to commit, when we serve with our whole hearts, when we worship God, when we pray, when we study, when we give, We learn a life where we learn to thrive. Life with God is an adventure. God loves to get to work in every area of our lives, at school, at home, at work, in our clubs, our leisure and in church. And God cares for the whole of our lives. And we know from scripture that it won't always, and from experience, it won't always be easy. In the Old Testament, people blessed, and they still do around the world now, each other with peace, the shalom of God. Blessing people to be whole, to be well, to flourish, to thrive, to be at peace. In the New Testament, God pours his spirit out upon us. And he continues to do that today. And as he does so, as he pours his love out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit... 
as one West Country theologian put it, with God's life pouring into us, we were born to burn. You know, I think the people of Bath expect to thrive, but with God's strength, can we? Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your promises. Thank you for the good plans you have for each one of us and you have for our church. This is your church, your gift to us. Would you continue to show us, to lead us, to guide us, to fill us with your life? And would we have obedient hearts and obedient lives to follow where you're leading? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.